0: Good morning. This morning we're gonna sing from the hymn book. So if you don't have a hymn book, if you want to put up your hand, and somebody will make sure you have one. Uh, there, w- there won't be any words on the back. So, for the first hymn, we'll sing uh, number three hundred and forty-five. Number three hundred and forty-five, blessed assurance.
1: Big submission all is at rest I in my Savior am happy and blessed watching and waiting looking above filled with his goodness lost in his love this is my story
0: forgot to say, I'm not sure where you guys are at, what kind of week you've had, but if any of you feel like standing any time during the song service, to stretch, go ahead, but I'm not going to ask you to stand today. I'm tired, so you probably are too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read uh, for the call to worship Psalm 139, uh, verse 13 to verse 18, I think it was. You are the one who put me together inside my mother's body, and I praise you. Because of the wonderful way you created me, everything you do is marvelous. Of this I have no doubt. Nothing about me is hidden from you. I was secretly woven together out of human sight, but with your own eyes you saw my body being formed. Even before I was born, you had written in your book everything about me. Your thoughts are far beyond my understanding, much more than I could ever imagine. I try to count your thoughts, but they outnumber the grains of sand on the beach. And when I awake, I will find you nearby. Let's just uh, pause for prayer. Dear God, we thank you for another day, for the sunshine and for the rain that you sent, and just uh, you know where e- each heart and each person is at this morning, and pray that you'll uh, just uh, allow them to relax and and uh, receive a blessing from uh, mm-hmm. from the songs and the service and. Uh, and be with us the rest of today. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. So, for s- uh, the second song, we'll turn to uh, 496. He hideth my soul.
1: He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the dead. My Lord, He taketh my burden away. He holdeth me up, and I shall not be moved. He giveth me strength as my day. He hideth my soul in the clefts of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of His love and covers me there with His hand. And covers me there with His hand. With numberless blessings each moment He crowns and such a Redeemer as mine. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of His love and covers me there with His hand. salvation, his wonderful love I'll shout with the millions on high. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand. And covers me, hand.
0: me there with his hand. Sing that chorus once more. He hideth my soul in, in the cleft of the rock that shadows
1: a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the
0: 553, sweet by and by. Yeah, if you, g- if anybody wants to stand and stretch, you g- feel free to, g- to go ahead and do that.
1: We shall meet on...
0: I uh, asked Glenn to sing a couple of songs with us just for a special number so you can just listen along. I remember staying overnight at Tim's house and Glenn would come down with his guitar and sing a few songs before we went to sleep and it was, <laughs> it made a memory. So uh, we're going to do two songs. Uh, I think the first one is, if you want to look at the words, uh, number two, 270, Wonderful Words. And uh
1: yeah. Sing them. Sweetly echo the gospel call, wonderful words of life. Offer pardon and peace to all, wonderful words of life. Jesus, so
0: Uh, the, we're going to do two, 286. Blessed be the tie that
2: Time of worship, Blessed be the tie that binds. Um, and uh, it's it's good to see everybody here on uh, long weekend. It's uh, I I know that today's service uh, already we've been blessed as uh, we were led in singing, and I know today uh, I'm 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 excited for Darren Plett to be here and to hear him later. I'll explain uh, talk about him a little bit more yet, and. Um, We also have a special thing happening today, which I won't won't tell you yet. We're going to bow our heads in prayer. Lord God, I thank you for each person here. I thank you for the time that they have set aside to come to church this morning. I pray, Lord, that as we worship together, that we would open our hearts up to you and let let you speak to us. And that we would walk away from here uh, encouraged. We would walk away from here blessed and we would walk away from here having blessed other people around us. Lord, I thank you for the offering this morning. I pray, Lord, that your blessing on that as well, that as your offering is used for the, uh, your kingdom, that um, uh, many lives would be encouraged and, and changed through it. Thank you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, as the service continues, that uh, you would just guide us. Through it. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Um, There's a few announcements I'd like to share with you. Uh, One is there's no child care this week, but there at the very back there, there are doodle pages. So if uh, parents, if you want a doodle page and you want your kids to be occupied that way, that's great. And um, In your bulletin, there's a few announcements. On July 16th, there's a baptism service where Isabel and Sarah are being baptized. Uh, Keep that, remember that one, and pray for the uh, two young ladies as they look forward to this uh, special step. And also on July 18th, there's a bridal shower for Naomi Swatsky. And on July 23rd, um, there's an evening fire and snack potluck here at the church, at the, uh, at the uh, picnic shelter behind the church. And then there's a couple announcements that I would like you to take note of, and these are not announcements only for the younger generation, but these are announcements for everyone. And I, I was thinking of Elmer Hamm, how he volunteered for YFC, and the YFC is again looking for volunteers to help in the drop-in. And uh, whether you're young, whether you're old, that's Okay. Uh, If you have time and you feel God is calling you, talk to Dawson today, so that Dawson can set you up and kind of line you up to where they need you. Valley View is also looking to fill a few positions, and so um, uh, make sure that you talk to you as well. Okay, wow, you're okay. Come on up.
3: Yeah, uh, the missions committee is myself and Elmer and Evelyn, and we'd like to make sure you guys have opportunity to get connected with local missions. So to give you some more detail, uh, yeah, YFC is looking for volunteers. um, For junior high drop-in is a big one. There is usually around 25 to 30 kids at junior high drop-in in in the hub, and it is pretty, uh, quite a handful for... Tyson who's the one kind of leading that and he'd like to be able to spend more time connecting with kids rather than Supervising and making sure you know nobody's getting clocked in the head with a pool cue and stuff like that. So basically just needs more people there to supervise that's on Thursdays 3:15 to 5 and Tyson's also made me aware. There's going to be some more special events uh, throughout the summer he's made a calendar already And has different events where he needs drivers Um, and he also is looking more specifically as well for female volunteers for some of those events so I will have one of those calendars uh, sometime this week and yeah if you're interested in driving some kids to different places that would be a huge huge help and uh, that's mostly Thursday afternoons as well and As far as Valley View goes, Michael had informed me that uh, they are looking for male cabin leaders almost every week still, um, a health officer for two weeks, camp parents for most of the weeks, and an LDP leader. So yeah, if you have any questions about what those are or you'd like to help out in some way, I'll just make it easy, talk to me, and I'll get you connected to who you need to be connected to, thanks.
2: Thanks, Dawson. And, and just to inform you, you don't have to, at camp, you don't have to run around. I went there for a week. I sat. I watched the kids run around. I just had great times in the cabin uh, talking about stuff and, and uh, telling them stories. And, and it was just, it, it was a good time. And, and even though you're where I was older and I didn't want to run, it was a great time for ministry. Uh, Pastor Russell's away from, uh, he went away on the 28th, and he's coming back on the 9th of July, so pray for Russell and Shannon as they uh, are away taking a break. Um, let's bow for prayer. Uh, is there any other announcement that's on your heart and you would like to share it? Okay, let's bow our heads in prayer. A loving God and Heavenly Father, I, I, I thank you for each one of these announcements. I thank you for each one of the prayer requests that are in the bulletin. I pray especially for the baptism coming up. I pray for Sarah and Isabel. I pray, Lord, that you would give them much peace in their hearts as they make this step. And I pray, Lord, that we as a congregation would stand behind them and and walk with them. And, Lord, I thank you for Tina. I thank you for her sister and her sister's life. Uh, the, the way that she has blessed so many people. I, I pray, Lord, that you would give Tina peace here and that you would be very near to Elma's family up in uh, Fort St. John. Lord, I also think of, of the camp work, the mission work, the Valley View, YFC. I pray, Lord, that you would send helpers to work there and uh, s- uh, helpers to, to walk with these uh, young people. And, and help them through the situations that they're working through. Uh, and Lord, I also pray for Davis and Amber as they come closer to their uh, marriage, their wedding. Uh, I just pray, Lord, that you would just pour a special blessing on them as well. Lord, I thank you for Darren, and I thank you that he can come into this service today and spend time with us. And I thank you for his... Uh, a willingness to come. And Lord, I just pray that you would walk with us through the situations that we are in today. And as we look at different events coming up, we look at the uh, showers, we look at the get-together on July 23rd, that it might be a special time as a church family. And I also pray for Pastor Russell. I thank you for his love for you, for him and Shannon and their kids. I pray, Lord, that as they're away that they would be able to stop, they would be able to rest, they would be able to refresh, and they would come back just, just ready for what's ahead of them for the rest of the summer. In the name of Jesus, amen. I said there was something else special today, and what's special today is I get to read the wedding band that for Davis and Amber and I'm quite excited about this. I would have never imagined that I would have this chance, but I'm going to... Should we stand together as I read it? To me, this is a big deal. Let's stand together, all right? Okay, wedding bands are done instead of getting a marriage certificate, and it's a really cool way that we as a church family can stand together with Davis and Amber. Amber Durda and Davis Wright Intend to be married, July 15th, 2023. Amber and Davis have chosen to perform the bands, a way for you as their home church to play a role in their upcoming nuptials. The bands are are where we announce in this, their home church, their intent to be wed. And if any of you knows of any reason why they shouldn't, you have until the day of their wedding to tell either the couple or Pastor Russell. If you do not, you are also encouraged to show your support to the happy couple. And that's make sure that you encourage them as their time is approaching for their wedding. You may be seated. I'm going to ask Darren to come up. Darren Plett is Carrie's dad. And uh, he he, uh, comes out of Pleasant Valley. He has retired as a pastor for now. He, um, that's what you said, right, kind of? Probably. Kind of, <clears throat> see? Okay. And uh, he is doing construction with his son. It's kind of ex- That's what I do in Winnipeg. I do construction with my son. It's kind of interesting. Are, are you and your son the same?
4: Uh, yeah, many ways, yep. Well, let's see, my son and I are very
2: different. Okay, so it, yep. It brings <clears throat> a lot of fun stuff yep. to the table. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's it, so... Darren is, is he's enjoying the construction, he's enjoying the difference from pastoring, you said, and uh, we, we just are so glad that you are here, and I'm going to pray for you. Lord God, I thank you for Darren and his wife, and I pray, Lord, a special blessing on him this morning. I pray, Lord, that he would sense your spirit guiding him as he shares. I pray, Lord, that you would, through your spirit, speak to our hearts this morning. In the name of Jesus, Amen.
4: Thank you, Sheldon. Appreciate that. Um, I do. I do uh, find it uh, enjoyable, also um, uh, encouraging, blessing when I get the opportunity to connect with uh, kind of rural-ish, agricultural-based congregations. That's my background. I grew up on a dairy farm, and then moved into uh, construction, trucking world for a little bit, and pastoring, and. but the agricultural world is, uh, is very much in my DNA, and so I, I love driving into rural areas and finding little churches and being able to speak. So this is an opportunity, a blessing for me. I'm um, looking forward to spending this time together with you. <clears throat> yesterday was officially Canada's uh, birthday. Anybody know how old Canada was yesterday? 156 years old. I was going to say it's unfair because you're wearing a tie, so you should know somebody else maybe should have a tie with the the Canadian flag on it. Um, Yes, Canada was uh, 156 years old. Canada officially became an independent country on July 1st, 19 no 1867. Any of you at any kind of festivities yesterday, uh, fireworks or anything like that? There's a few hands going up. Fantastic. Uh, Very good. According to the U.S. News, Canada ranks number one in the world for quality of life and best overall country to live in, followed by Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Switzerland and Australia coming in sixth place. Uh, I find this interesting because it often seems to me that we love to bash our own country. Uh, we love to speak about what's all wrong with our country the judicial system is screwed up the medical system is messed up the social welfare system is screwed our energy policies stink inflation is out of control our military is a joke and of course our politicians are completely whacked out any of you guilty like me not sure why it is, why we are so quick to complain and see all the negatives, when much of the rest of the world would absolutely love to live in Canada. Data collected via Google searches shows that the most popular country that people desire to move to in the world is none other than our home and native land. When Amen. When people search, do a Google search, for how to move to another country and start over, in the world. Canada is the most common country that people search for, in Google, as far as a place to move to. So other people see it, we live in an amazing country, but too often we struggle to see it ourselves. It's a little bit shameful. I will go on record today and say I love our country. I don't love everything about it, but we are crazy blessed to be living in Canada. Pearl and I did a tour of the Canadian Parliament buildings 10-plus years ago. Uh, It was interesting because the tour was led by a staff person from the National House of Prayer. Some of you may be somewhat connected to that in Ottawa, which, by the way, is an organization Uh, based in Ottawa, devoted to specifically praying uh, for the country of Canada and for our government. Check out their website sometime, National House of Prayer. So we had a tour of the Parliament buildings from a Christian perspective. This was very interesting. Uh, Here's a few fun facts that we were alerted to on that tour that I was not aware of uh, beforehand. Did you know that the style of architecture used in the construction of the parliament buildings were intentionally used to point us toward God. If you take a look at the picture behind me, um, do you see all the little arrows pointing upwards? They're actually little windows. The front of the parliament buildings uh, has over 200 uh, arrows pointing upward. All of them windows specifically designed to point towards heaven. And then, of course, right in the center, uh, what has come to be known as the peace tower, is also intentionally designed by the architect originally to point us toward heaven. Uh, It's incredible, really, if you begin to look at the building from that perspective. The original architect said it was designed to, and I quote, humble man and glorify God. The same thing happens, actually, when you step inside. Immediately, your eyes are drawn upward. Uh, Same thing happens when you walk into the library of the parliament. Uh, Again, the architecture is designed to intentionally draw your eyes upward, one writer said, as if in a posture of worship towards God. Did you know that the peace tower, the big tower right in the center, the main entrance... Um, has three large gothic stone arches, one on the south, the one that you see when you're walking toward the building, one on the east, one on the west. The interesting part is that on those arches, permanently inscribed in the brickwork of each, chiseled into the stone itself, is a Bible verse, giving testament to the strong biblical values upon which our country was founded. Every visitor... Every MP and staff person that walks into that building walks under one of these arches that has a Bible verse inscribed into it. To the south, the main entryway inscribed in the arch as you walk toward the building is a verse from Psalm 72, verse 1. Give the king thy judgment, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. The east arch, verse 8 from Psalm 72, He shall have dominion from sea to sea. And over the west arch, a verse from Proverbs 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. It's interesting. Inscribed into the stones, chiseled into the stones. In that peace tower hang 53 bells, steel bells. And every noon hour they play about 15 minutes of beautiful music. Uh, these bells range in weight from six pounds, the smallest, to the biggest, which is over 22,000 pounds. I think, I did a little bit of math, I think that's pretty close to kind of the weight of a highway tractor. I mean, that's that's kind of a uh, pretty big variation. But uh, 22,000 pounds. In 1926, at the request of former Prime Minister William Lyon Mackenzie King this largest bell, 22,000 pounds, had inscribed on the inside and into the steel of this bell, the scripture verse, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to men. That is, of course, the verse in the Bible that essentially announces the birth of Jesus to the shepherds. A Savior has come to bring peace to the world. And every day, this bell, this largest bell with this inscription on the inside, is heard ringing in every new hour. Every hour of every day, there is a reminder that comes from the tower of our parliamentary building announcing the birth of Jesus, in a sense. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill to men. God keep our land glorious and free. There's more. But you can do a little research yourself if this is something that interests you. I'd encourage you to simply Google Christian symbols in Parliament. You're going to find all kinds. There's inscriptions of Bible verses and crosses throughout the buildings. You're sitting there and you're saying, okay, oh, that's all fine, Darren. But the present government, totally anti-Christian, I want to encourage you not to be too quick to jump to that conclusion. See, just like I said earlier, people in general love to bash our country. I sometimes fear that there is something within us Christians that has bought in. We also like the idea of being critical of our government and sometimes further kind of playing the poor me card or the poor us card. Everyone is against us. Everyone is against us Christians. All I'm saying is be careful. When you hear something that leads in that direction, don't just immediately buy in. Take time to check out the facts. All the facts. Because there are many strongly partisan Christian activists out there spouting off all kinds of propaganda that is not always as it seems. So, so beware. Be careful. Let me just give you one example. <clears throat> Several years ago, I was given an article from a very trustworthy source telling us that this ungodly government was taking a line out of the criminal code that made it a crime to disrupt a religious service in our country. The implication, it will no longer be a crime to disrupt a religious service in Canada. Hmm, that sounds, just like I thought, very discriminatory from our liberal government toward us Christians. I found that a little hard to believe, so I wrote a letter to our justice minister at the time and I said, here's what I have been told, is this true? And I actually got a response, stating that, in fact, they were removing that line from that section of the criminal code, but only because they were going through the entire criminal code and they were taking out redundant statements. And because this was a statement that was already covered in another section of the criminal code, they were taking it out of this section of the criminal code. So some partisan Christian activists jumped all over that and sent letters to churches everywhere telling them how horrible and anti-Christian our government was when in fact all they were doing was a little house clean. All I'm saying is, take a minute to check out the facts all the facts, because it's not always as it seems. Don't be too quick to jump on partisan bandwagons, even when, maybe I can say especially when, they are so-called Christian. Now, having said that, hope you're still with me. I'm not up here defending everything that our government does and saying that it's good and right and perfect. Not at all. More and more, politics are a messy and volatile subject. I recognize that. So, here's our job for this morning. The Sunday morning of Canada Day weekend, we will ask this question. What is God's perspective on human government? It's interesting because if you will do a scripture search of how we as followers of Jesus are to view human government, what is our responsibility toward our earthly government, your search will produce a couple of conundrums. You may, like me, go, "Uh, really? I'm not totally sure I like that. Just because we don't like it doesn't mean it's not biblical. Just because it makes us a little uncomfortable doesn't mean we shouldn't challenge ourselves a little bit. So, in the next few minutes, on this Canada Day weekend, let me share some of the most common Christian-slash-government scriptures and just make a short statement from each. First one up. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. First of all then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. I think that's a good place to start. At different times in our church, we've had leadership elections or different types of elections, and our goal has been to promote an understanding, a firm belief of the need for prayer to precede these elections. And so we've actually printed ballots with the wording, having prayed about this nomination, I vote for blank. I wonder how our view of government would change if we were not allowed to speak or have our opinion uh, or voice our opinion on government or vote until we'd prayed. Having prayed about this, I believe, dot, dot, dot. It would make for an interesting coffee shop conversation, actually. Um, Having prayed about this, I would like to say, might become a little redundant. But I think we can all agree, Scripture is pretty clear when it comes to the leaders of our country, our province, our local governments, all our leaders. We are called to pray for them. We are asked to help carry our leaders in prayer. Number two, Romans chapter 13, verse 1. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. Be subject to them. I'm going to go out a limb and say this is probably the toughest challenge in the entire list this morning. Be subject. And the crazy thing is, this was written by Paul at a time when the government was very ungodly. So the situation was, when people came to believe in Jesus, they started kind of jumping up and down. Hey! We have a new king, a heavenly king. It's Jesus. And obviously he supersedes the earthly government. So now we don't have to listen to the earthly king anymore. And so Paul devotes a significant section at the beginning of Romans chapter 13 to speak about this and to challenge his readers with this truth. No, 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 guys. Not so fast. Not so fast. We are still to be subject. Them. Crazy thing is, this actually means exactly in matters where you don't agree with them. The term be subject to or be submissive to, as you'll find in some other scriptures, are only words that need to be used when there is disagreement. If you are already in agreement, if it already meets with your expectations, there's no reason to use the word be subject to or be submissive to. It only comes into play when there is disparity then we are to be subject to. I didn't say I liked all of these scriptures. Um, but they are pretty clear. Some of them don't leave a lot of room for interpretation. Number three. Titus chapter 3, verse 1. Remind them to be submissive, that's the word I already used, to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one to avoid quarrelling, to be gentle, to show perfect cur- courtesy toward all people. Um, I'm going to say it like this: speak well of them. Isn't it interesting that in the realm of governments and us, Jesus followers, there's this line about speaking? We are challenged to speak to not to speak evil of them, and further, when speaking about them, not to quarrel about them be gentle in your conversations about them show perfect courtesy toward all people when speaking about government i'm assuming that would include or maybe even particularly for times when you and the one that you are conversing with about government when you disagree be gentle show respect especially to those who have different political stripes than you do And speak well of your governing authorities. Wouldn't it change some coffee shop conversations? Wouldn't that change social media platforms? I've actually wondered if social media could survive if Christians only spoke well of their governments on social media. Speak well of them. And be respectful and polite to those around you while speaking about them. Number four. You're not throwing me out yet, so I'll keep going. (laughs) Number four, Romans 13, verse 7. Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. Respect to whom respect is owed. Honour to whom honour is owed. Simply, pay taxes to them. I find it interesting that of all areas where Christians have been most tempted to cheat... I believe, is in the reporting uh, of income for taxes. I've thought it through sometimes, and I, I've, I think it's a little interesting. We would never, ever think about taking a bubble gum at the store. And if our children were found to have done that, we would punish them severely and then take them back to the store to say sorry and pay up. And then we go home and we struggle like crazy with reporting fully accurate numbers on our income tax filing. What can we all get away with becomes the baseline. Jesus says it's pretty simple. Pay the taxes that you owe. Number five. 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. We already read this verse, but we're going to pick up on a later comment. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life. Godly and dignified in every way. Be thankful for them. How about you add a little part to your prayer for government. And that is a little. Thank you God. Thank you for our government. Especially on Canada Day. Try it. It's biblical. Number six. 1 Peter 2.13-17. Be subject for the Lord's sake, to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him, but living as servants of God, honor everyone. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Honor them. I think many of the challenges that we have already noted about our actions, speaking well of them, be willing to work for our country, praying for them, paying tax to them, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, in many ways, these are. These are physical actions that you can force yourself to do. This kind of takes it to another level. You can force yourself to reluctantly do a physical action that's required of you. Now we are being asked to honor them. So it's a big another step. It's about the heart, the head. Honor them, stand for them, bow to them. Really? In your spirit, in your heart, in your head, honor them from the depths of who you are. Number seven, Jeremiah 29, verse seven. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. I'm gonna say it like this. Wish them well. It's an interesting challenge. See, at several places in the history of the Israelites, they were taken into captivity of another nation or city. Uh, when that happened, they were found themselves being governed by a, a, a body, by a governing authority that they did not think that they should be governed by. And in such a situation, the challenge here is, wish them well. When you are being governed by somebody that you don't want to be governed by, wish them well. And finally, number eight, last one. John chapter 19, verse 11. Jesus answered him, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given to you from above. Jesus is speaking at Pilate's, or at at his trial to Pilate. When it comes to earthly government, God still has ultimate authority. There's many scriptures that would agree. So, how's that for a challenging list of biblical statements pertaining to our Christian response toward government? I am thankful for this great country of Canada. I believe God has blessed us as a nation. And I pray that he would continue to pour out that blessing. And that he would give you and I the privilege of being the hands and feet through which he will bring that blessing to our country.
0: Amen. Lots of food for thought, and in a, I would say in a pretty positive way. This last song I, I picked, I was... Uh, Going through the the hymn book I mentioned before, we inherited from my parents and uh, I came across this song and I saw chords written there and that would have been my mom. She, when I was pretty little, she taught me the first three chords that I learned on guitar and then I never saw her pick it up again until she was older, she decided to get a guitar. And I'm assuming she wrote the chords there for herself, so hopefully you'll get a blessing from it. I've added a few chords that she missed. Uh, and if you don't like it, you'll have to take it up with her when you get to heaven, because that's where she is. So, <laughs> um, Why don't you stand with us for this last song? Page number two, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing.
1: a debtor daily I'm constrained to be like thy goodness like a feather i my wandering heart to thee prone to wander Lord I feel it prone to leave the God I love here's my heart oh, take a see.
2: You may be seated. If we sing Oh Canada, you can stand again. I have a little bit of announcement I forgot before, but I think it's really important. A lot of the young adults from this congregation played ball yesterday at Austin, and they won second place. And if you need proof for it, you look at Riley's right cheek, you'll see where he skidded in on a base. He's quite proud of it, actually. Darren, thank you for coming. It was, it was a blessing hearing you. I, I, you know, those verses, they, they all, I've heard them, but to put them in one package, it made more sense to me, what, how we need to treat our government. Thank you very much. Um, I'd like to read for benediction, a verse that ties very closely with the last song that Mark and Bethany have been singing from Hebrews 12. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. May God bless you this week as you walk in his
0: ways. So that song once more. Oh. Let's give it a try. I've never led O Canada, but (laughs) (laughs) if you want, yeah, go ahead and stand. Dismissed.